Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Really? And I was, yeah, I was rightfully skeptical because he's on the DL now with Noah Syndergaard syndrome. Ah, that's interesting and harsh. Yep. Yeah, horrible, horrible. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease. Hap's got it now, and he is on the DL. That just sounded way too optimistic (laughs) that he was going to make a start this weekend. Well, I know, but still, it's what a strange, you, you never hear of this thing for years, and then it's running through clubhouses. Running rampant through, uh, yeah, the Mets and Yankees uh, clubhouses. Yeah, just crazy. just confined to New York. I get, but I mean, did, hap, did he have it before he came over? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Did you see Syndergaard uh, sent out a tweet saying the trade that uh, that nobody saw coming or something like that, like him giving, you know, basically saying he gave Jay Hap uh, <laughs> hand foot and mouth disease. No, that's funny. That's yeah, good. Syndergaard's a great a great tweeter. <laughs> Uh, according to John Heyman of FanCred, Robinson Cano has been working out at both first base and third base. So uh, I had Corey Brock on the show about a week and a half ago, asked him about uh, what the plans might be for Cano. And uh, my memory serves, I think he said, uh, you know, probably playing some first base. So looks like he's getting ready, ready to do that. Uh, also working out at third uh, and in related news, Kyle Seeger has been activated off of the uh, paternity leave list. Oh, nice. So oh, you know, I just got, a, I got an ESPN alert that DJ LeMahieu just got activated. And he has been. Yeah. So we can, we can add that, add that to the news. It just popped up on my phone. I, I found the, the Scott White trade. Yeah? The drunk trade. You found it? It was Trevor Bauer going to Scott, who was unkeepable. I think he would have been 27 or 32. I, I don't know what the plus sa- – every year in this league, the salary goes up by one, three, five, seven, then something, depending on how long you've had him. So he wouldn't right. have been a good keeper player. I mean, he's amazing. Shout out to Craig in Chicago. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got uh, Gonsalves, uh, Herman, and Yanni Chirinos. I don't know why he threw Yanni Chirinos in the mix, but I took him anyway. Nothing wrong with Yanni Chirinos. Yeah, but I think Gonsalves is the, the, the one that I wanted. And Herman – you know, if he goes in the DL, he's not taking up any room. I, th- I think he might have been a minors guy for Scott, too, anyway. But for I really some like... reason, I'm thinking Scott got Gonzalez, Gonzalez for me. Really? I think, once upon a time. It's just like the, it's the hand, foot, mouth disease of the dynasty. That's league. right. Just passes, passes in. <laughs> Stephen Gonzalez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, you know, no offense meant to Stephen Gonzalez, although I could understand why he would take offense at what we just did there. Right. Um, Marcelo Zuna left uh, the Cardinals game earlier today. We've got a whole bunch of games in progress that I'll uh, try to check in on. And Nando, you can help me with that if you want. Uh, he has left toe discomfort. And I know I personally don't like it when my left toe is uncomfortable. No. So I can't play baseball. And neither can Marcelo Zuna. Uh, Rangers have signed Chris Tillman to a minor league contract. Interesting. I don't know why, I don't know why I'm putting that so early in the news here. We've got more consequential things to talk about, like the fact that Steven Matz had an MRI, uh, no structural damage. Uh, that report also from John Heyman. Uh, Justin Turner is expected to be activated today. 
Uh, you mentioned the J- DJ LeMahieu thing. Also, Todd Frazier from my team in the Scott White Dynasty League uh, has been activated. But I did not start him this week. What is going on? What's with today? Is today some kind of landmark day or something? That everyone uh, is getting activated? Yeah. Well, it's your last day at FNTS. So that's, <laughs> that's it. In my honor. That's <laughs> Chris Tillman is back in the majors. It's all, it's all lining up. It all means something. That's it. That must be it. But Al, uh, didn't the Rangers do this? Yeah. I mean, this was the Rangers thing going into the year. Remember they signed like a bunch of Chris oh, Tillman-esque yeah, yeah. guys? They Remember? did. Doug Fister, Bartolo Colon, who's worked out okay for them. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah, we're missing a couple of others. I think so. I mean, that, and that's not even including Matt Moore, you know, who's like one of the more sort of conventional type signings. Yeah, yeah. They did, they, uh, there's almost like a rotation you could have made of those type of guys. Yeah, well, if you couldn't, now you can. There you go. Chris Tillman. Tillman finishes it off. He's the fifth guy. Yep, yep. Uh, Let's see if Kev Gosman is expected to or is scheduled to make his Braves debut on Saturday against the Mets. Chris Archer is going to make his first start for the Pirates tomorrow against the Cardinals. And go back to Gosman, looking at his numbers, which, you know, just they weren't good. Uh, I think you can certainly maybe blame some of that on – Camden Yards on a tough schedule in the AL East and all that, and, and he you know gets to escape that now going to the NL East. So that's that's a, that's a plus for Gosman. But and looking over his stats and looking over you know just his his page on Fangraphs, I didn't realize his his velocity has been down this year. Gosman's, yeah, maybe I mean, the fix. strikeouts are down. I think the whiffs are down and the velocity. I mean, it's not like uh, you know three four miles an hour, but it's you know like a mile mile and a half an hour down from last year maybe it's a Sean, shot you I'll, take yeah it, you know i see why not I yeah mean, right if you got if you got a gohara just waiting in the wings kind of um say let's try and get this guy so maybe we can use gohara out of the pen for the stretch run and he could be dominant uh, like matt moore was like his first abbreviated season david price was when he came up for the raise and then uh take it from there and if it turns out that he's hurt and the velocity doesn't change and it wasn't just a thing that he was maybe trying to be more finesse for a small home runny park, uh, then you get rid of him or shelve him. Yeah. Bullpen. Bullpen. Or DL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I, I certainly think, uh, you know, he'll be better. I just don't know that it's, it's going to solve all the problems. But like you said, the, the Braves, they have, they have depth. They have options. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a... It's worth a try. You know, I didn't think much of it when they brought uh, Anibal Sanchez into the, the rotation. He's been really good. Yeah. So maybe they can, can work some wonders with uh, with Kevin Gosman. Uh, Greg Holland finally released by the Cardinals. He was recently DFA. They couldn't trade him. Uh, also, the Tampa Bay Rays, almost a double race, DFA'd Denny Echeverria. And Rich, Rick, Rich Ankiel, who's that? Rick Ankiel is talking about comeback. Pitching. I've left non to speech. Oh, sorry. I usually don't talk over this because you got to wrap it up and we talk into the commercial. <laughs> sorry, Al. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Nando, would you bake a cake without a recipe? I know it seems like an odd question, but but would you? I guess he wouldn't. All right. Well, anyway, uh, would you go to trial for public urination without a lawyer? I'll let Nando think about that one, too. Well, why would you go into your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package? Think about that one, right? Another good question. Al, I'm here. We have a fantasy Hall of Famer and the number one overall football accuracy expert on staff, writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting 2018 stats, and answering your pre-draft questions. Our company's been nominated for over 60 fantasy industry awards in the last three years. We are here to help you win. So go to rotoexperts.com, use the code WINNER to get 10% off. And give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. All righty. Nando, do we... Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that, Al. That was my bad. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on. Don't say those things about Sean Angle. He's a sweet kid. I think we're just having a little bit of an issue here. He's not hearing me. Uh, And one of the things that I realized, uh, probably a little bit belatedly, but uh, it's kind of neat in a way right now that we... uh, we have a series with the uh, the Brewers and the Dodgers to talk about. Um, they're playing again tonight, played yesterday, because those are the two teams, I think, in some ways that have created the most uncertainty with the deadline moves that they made. Uh, you had the, the Brewers and, and Matt Modica and I, uh, or actually, I take that back. Uh, I didn't talk about that much with Matt Modica because it came late in the show. But on Wednesday's show, hey, I talked about how the Brewers might deal with that infield log jam that they've created with the acquisition of Jonathan Scope. And then I also talked on Al, I'm here, show buddy. about the unexpected use by uh, Craig Council of bringing I in will not be ignored. to get a save on Tuesday night. Uh, well, Hello, I've got to follow up on both of here. But then also the Dodgers, they've raised their own questions. They got uh, Brian Dozier, so they added to an already existing log jam uh, in, uh, in their infield. So, you know, get to see how uh, the Brewers and the Dodgers dealt with all these different situations. We got to see that all play out uh, on Wednesday. So let's start with the, uh, with the Brewers. Uh, first of all, Jeremy Jeffers pitched again, and this time it was in the eighth inning. Uh, it was Corey Kniebel in the ninth. And yet 
there was consistency in terms of um, how Craig Consul managed the situation. It might not look like it with Jeffers getting the setup role. But again, if you did listen to, uh, to Wednesday's show, or in case uh, I just need to, to remind you how this all played out, Craig Consul said after Tuesday's game, the reason why he gave the save opportunity to Jeffress is because uh, there were a bunch of righties due to come up for the Dodgers. And um, it was the same situation only in the eighth inning on Wednesday. So it, it really, I you know, I hesitate to call it this, but I mean, it really does, the usage patterns really do suggest that it's a co-closer situation uh, in Milwaukee. So uh, that's just uh, something to, to keep in mind. All right. Do we have Nando back? All right. So uh, <laughs> I'll continue on here. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, well, we got that situation going going on. Yeah, I'm just going you know, to talk a little bit Brewers-Dodgers here, Nando. Al, I'm here. Yes. We're back. I know. All right. I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, I had been talking before. <laughs> And you couldn't hear oh, me, but it was I'm going. One, it was going I'm over the, air. I'm the one who went away. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't know what was going on. It was like, a, I don't know. Is it just? A, it was an adorable fantasy baseball ghost story. But we're together now. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Did you did you actually hear the Dodger Brewer stuff that was going over? Or, or uh, we were kind of handling things, so I didn't really hear much of it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, all I was just saying was that. I think it's cool that the Dodgers and the Brewers are playing each other right now because they both made trades that really made things kind of hard to figure out with those teams. I mean, specifically the the uh, the, the Dozier acquisition by the Dodgers, the Scope acquisition by Milwaukee, and then to further complicate things, they gave Jeremy Jeffress a save on Tuesday night. So it's it's just wackiness with both of those teams right now. But the wackiness kind of got sorted out on Wednesday. So I talked about the, the Brewers' closer situation, which to me – Looks like co- a co-closer situation now. Uh, I don't know if you've got a different interpretation. It's certainly open to, to interpretation since Craig Council hasn't like officially announced anything. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Um, All right. I, I, like, uh, well, I don't think it's going to be like a Hector Rondon situation. It, even if, if Giles was still on the team where it's a supplantation, I think it's just uh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go back and forth depending on situation. You just make me think of soup plantation, which is, which is really good. <laughs> yeah, so I've never even heard of that. It's on the West Coast. Uh, uh, anyhow. Al, you uh, know what, though? Um, <laughs> what? I thought it was crazy Domingo Santana and Orlando Arcia are still, like, quote-unquote, on the Brewers in the system. I was, I was thinking that, too, actually. Yeah. I it's nuts. It's surprising weird. Yeah. But. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just. Not enough demand, I guess. Poor Domingo Santana, man. That guy—he went from the top of the world to Triple A to, Col- to Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, so just not hit like that, which is you know, it's not a crime, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. They, they, anyway, that's all right. So let's let's stick with the Brewers there, uh, since we kind of veered off in that direction. So uh, it was. Um, uh, all right, with Scope, Scope played uh, yesterday. He went over five with three strikeouts. I, I hope that this trade isn't a momentum killer uh, for, for Scope. Well, Sano did that uh, his first Travis, game back, and now look at him. He's hitting. That's a good point. Yeah. 
Uh, it was Travis Shaw that sat, though, but it's you know doesn't tell us too much because Rich Hill's a lefty, and he was the starter for the Dodgers. So that was kind of an obvious move. But longer term, do you think it's just everybody misses a day here and there, or is there an obvious loser uh, in this Brewers situation? Look, man, I, the way they kind of just just going off the, uh, the Domingo Santana thing, I think it's Shaw. I think Shaw came into last season being kind of like a Mitch Moreland-y part-time you know, not 600 bats in a season, maybe 350. Uh, and maybe that's how he's viewed. I mean, they tried him at second base a little bit to try and keep his bat in the lineup, but that seemed like almost a, a, last, gap, a last gasp to not have to sit. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think he's going to be the more regularly of the sitters. Um, I think that might just be an organizational that, thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's, it's a shame because I think he's quietly having a pretty nice year. Um, it's, it's not quite you know what he did last year but uh as i recall second half wasn't really that great and i think he's you know probably playing better than he did in the in the second half uh so i i mean i I don't think anyone's gonna lose big but that's conceivable that maybe he's uh you know the one who's gonna lose the most playing time right Uh, now the dodgers situation uh i even uh so far as went out on a twitter limb to say, I thought that, that this uh, Dozier deal was going to be, be bad for uh, Max Muncy, and I got a whole bunch of replies <laughs> saying, no, 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 it's Chris Taylor, it's Jack Peterson, it's this, it's that. Nobody agreed with me. So who sat yesterday, it was Max Muncy. Uh, and against a righty, Chase Anderson. Just brought that up to so, brag a little bit. Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm not super confident, and now that I've bragged about it, I'm not super You know, It could be just like the Shaw thing, even though the, the – um, you know, the matchups dictated that Muncie should have played. It is just one game, and, and Dave Roberts could spread it around. Right. So are you worried for Muncie? Are you worried for Taylor? Uh, no, worried? Dave Roberts, I, I just go back. Like, he's the guy who pulled uh, was it Ross Stripling in a no-hitter. Perfect game. Yeah. I, I think he's just, you know, to hell with the rules and the, the preconceptions. I'm just going to do things the way I want to do it. So I think he'll end up actually rotating guys. I don't think I, – I would wager that the Brewers have a guy who takes a hit, whereas the Dodgers spread it out a little bit and just kind of play, you know, whatever looks good that day. They seem to be more of a, a super analytics bend than the Brewers, if that makes sense. Playing play the matchups. It seems like so many times a manager will say, well, I'm doing this to you know, play, play the matchups, and then in retrospect it, it – doesn't seem consistent with that. Like I, I've noticed that with Gabe Kapler. I think I've noticed that uh, with AJ Hinch at times. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, certainly you know he's uh, Roberts has rotated that outfield a lot this year. You know, even when you know somebody who's sort of a hot hand like Matt Kemp will go a week where you know he sits two or three times for no apparent reason. So I could see that. I could definitely see that. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Tyler Glass now. Oh yeah, and he had a, a he had a very nice debut for the uh, for the Rays, um, and not a not a typical start for him where he got lots and lots of chases outside the strike zone. I think it was just what one walk, one walk in three innings for Glass now. I think, uh, but it was really nice start for him. So I know you had uh, a dilemma or something. What's what's your deal, Nando? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for letting me on the request line with this one. Um, <laughs> I need I need to talk to someone about it. I'm in this very weird American League only league. It's not weird. It's, for all intents and purposes, normal, except for the, the roster movement. It's 10 teams. You don't have a bench. Um, but if someone, you do have minor leagues, so you can have three minor leaguers. Actually, you can have unlimited minor leaguers. Um, 
And the only way you can make a, a player change is if someone's on waivers, so someone gets released by another team, you can make a swap out. Uh, you can't pick up like a straight free agent. If someone gets traded in, then you can bid. And then uh, there's disabled list. So if someone gets hurt, so here's the situation I was in just for this microcosm. Uh, Shohei Otani got hurt. He went on the DL. So off the waiver wire, I picked up Hector Rondon just as he was getting like those first couple saves. Um, and he was by far the best option. So my team had Keone Aquila, uh, Hector Rondon, and Brad Brock as my closers. Um, so I made a couple oh, moves. Okay. Yeah. I got lucky enough where when, when you get traded to the NL, you lose the player too. It's not, you don't even get the stats. You just, he's gone. Um, so I made them. I got LeClerc and I got Michael Givens because I guess no one else was chasing them. So I just picked them up immediately. It's a first come, first serve for that. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what I got now. I get about three points in strikeouts with, you know, if, if I just like 1.2 my pace from the first half of the year. Um, so I made a couple trades. I got McCullers um, and someone else. And I can't remember who the Anyways, strikeout guy. But I want to get glass now. And this deal is if you, if you bid a guy up over $10, his salary becomes double that. And you, gotta, you have to pay that in real money. And it was a deterrent oh. to, to turn off like the, um, the rich people in the league from being like, uh, you know, $500 to get, like, a Tyler Glass now. Um, uh-huh. And you got to keep the guy at that doubled price next year. So you can't, you, you can't cut them. or You can cut them, but you pay double the price again in real cash. I got you. Okay. It's Keeper League, by the way. Um, so anyway, my dilemma is, A, do I go for Glass now? So I'm assuming he's going to be a starter pretty soon. I think he's going to be really good. I love his minor league numbers. I love his strikeouts. And I'm also assuming that Rondon is going to be pushed aside as the closer uh, because Houston just kind of doesn't look at things with a heart. they got a head, and they're going to put Asuna in as the closer, um, and Rondon's not going to get any more saves, which I don't really need anyway. So that's A. And then B is, do I stop the bidding at $9 and assume I'm going to tie someone? And right now I'm in fifth place, so i got some teams below me that could also bid on him, seeing him as a keeper for next year. Um, or do I blow it up and go like, you know, fifteen dollars, and have to pay thirty, and have to keep him at thirty, unless I pay another thirty well, see, next this, year. <laughs> see, this, I'm sorry, another yeah, sixty one, next year. Well, okay. So, well, this one's easy for me because I I just don't like him as much as you. Do. <laughs> um, All right, pretend I, you do, Al. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that, that makes it so much more difficult. Uh, yeah, no, because I think it's just, it's too much risk for that, um, especially since it's real money. Um, Would you put the nine dollars down? I would, yeah, no, I'd put the $9 down for sure. That's, that's not, that's not well, real money. That's fake. That's just you don't pay anything cash. Oh, I, was, I was willing to do it for real money. Oh, so, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I just based on uh, – I've, I've done enough goofy things, you know, based on like three or four starts that uh, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it on a, a single three-inning start because of it's, it's the version of Glass now that was in Pittsburgh. I, I don't want to risk that much. So that's my take. I, I just I'm, I'm trying to get myself in the place of liking him as much as you do, and I I, I just can't not. But then don't you get stuck like with Rondon if Osuna supplants him with a, just a guy who's a middle reliever who really hasn't been that great in non-save situations. And there's no third option here in terms of somebody else that you could just anyone who got traded over. Or, or no, simply. no, I can't just pick up a free agent. 
I think I'd honestly, I'd rather take the chance that Rondo keeps closing, and I think he could. Uh, that make that But you can ignore me. <laughs> I will never ignore you, Al, but I might do the opposite. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. everybody this is the fantasy baseball hour i'm your host al melchior and uh, it is nando thursday of course so uh nando defino is here yes and uh so we've got a bunch of games from uh last night to go over we've got uh, some games in progress to go over we've got lineups we've got weather we've got a whole bunch of stuff uh also uh, we've got an announcement here that we are giving away more World Series tickets here on FNTSY Sports Radio Network. Uh, and this time it's to the winner of free DFS baseball contests. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. And while 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 people each year, they must rely on benevolent, excuse me, a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. So you can find out how you can help the cause and at the same time win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball. Just go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. One more time, it's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It is your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. Uh, Nando, so yeah. let's, uh, Do you hear the yeah. music? Husband. I do not. Oh, you don't. Al doesn't hear the music. But you can hear me. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. I don't, I don't need no music. <laughs> Al, I got a follow-up. Um, um, yeah. It's the Tyler Glass now question, and then I'll be done with it, I promise. <laughs> do you think I'll be able to win him for $9, or do you think that he's a hot commodity enough for people to bid, you know, 12 13 to $20 uh, to try and corral those strikeouts in the hopes that he'll be a starter and he'll be good. Because, you know, Ray I mean, Searage your... isn't great with those guys. I mean, he's good with them, but he's more of a fixer <laughs> than look, Garrett Cole, better in Houston. You know, all these youngsters right. who came up with Pittsburgh. Um, well, I mean, the one uh, seems to perform better. Charlie Morton seems to perform better when he's not in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they, they like Houston better. That could be it, too. <laughs> that also could be it. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe, maybe Glass now, maybe Searage is the kind of guy who finds like these 28- to 32-year-old veterans, fixes them, and makes them awesome instead of working well with like the young guys coming up. And maybe Glass now will prove that theory. I'm just trying well, to talk you know, myself just, to Glass now. <laughs> I, I can tell you're working hard at it, too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, given your format and you've got such limited opportunities to add guys – uh, from from what I understood, you know how you were explaining it. I do think that the bidding could could be pretty aggressive on him. Fun. It's too bad you don't have Vickery bidding with that 
that system. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice, especially if you're talking real money. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not generally a fan, but I think when you're working with real money, I think that's fair. Right. I don't know. Well, what do you think of Jalen Beeks? He, uh, he was the uh, pitcher du jour for the, the, the Rays. He didn't start. He wasn't the opener. It was Hunter Wood, who also pitched well. Actually, pitched really well. Five strikeouts and two shutout innings. But Beeks went five. He got the win. That game's now final. Uh, Tampa and uh, the Angels four to two. Uh, so Beeks went five innings, uh, giving up two runs, four strikeouts. Uh, nice performance by him. Yeah, you know, he was a – I remember there was a lot of buzz about him in the preseason. Uh, you know, you read the beat writers, and everyone was saying nice things and how great he looks, and I think maybe his velocity might have up or something. There was something that I'm like, oh, this guy, got to check out Jalen Beeks. Um, and I did, and his minor league numbers weren't great, so I just kind of laid off a little bit. Plus, he was on the Red Sox, so I laid off a little bit more. Um, but uh, I did have him, I had him in, like, the score sheet queue. And uh, and the NBL, which you ditched, I think I put a bid in on him somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. So there was something that I just didn't like that much. Uh, so, I, look, I think he's going to be good. I trust, like, the eyes and the, 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 beat, writer, the beat writers and everything. But um, maybe his strikeouts weren't high enough. Maybe his ERA and whip were a little too high. I can't remember what it was, but something turned me off to him. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a great year this year with, with a ton of strikeouts at Pawtucket. And then when the Red Sox would call him up, uh, I think it was only twice, but he wasn't good when they did call him <laughs> up. And he wasn't good the first time out with the race, but a really nice performance uh, today. Uh, also a couple other games in, in progress. Rockies over the Cardinals 2-1 to one in the top of the eighth. Uh, so nice performances from Miles Michaelis, who I just traded for in the Scott White Dynasty League. That was oh, you got him. Late season edition, yep. Because uh, we just had our our deadline, uh, he's at a good price. In, he's only twenty two bucks next year, right? Uh, that sounds right. Or yeah. Maybe he's less than that. I, it's a really good, it's a good deal. I, I remember, tried to get him. I, yeah, no, I remember. I don't remember the exact price, but I remember thinking like, oh, this is going to be a good keeper. Yeah, even if I don't win, which of the three teams tied for first, I've got like by far the lowest point totals. So you know, I have great defense, but still, you know, <laughs> I, I think I'm. Uh, gonna be, you got a great uh, score sheet team. That's uh, I have a good score sheet team. I, my NL only score sheet team is totally dominating. Really, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, and Antonio Santatella pitching well for the uh, the Rockies in that one, one run in six innings, and then just one other game, another pitchers duel, uh, White Sox and Royals. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez one run over six innings with eight Ks for him. Or no, I got it backwards. Keller, that's even more surprising. Fact: oh. eight Ks for Brad Keller. Wow. Uh, I I started him in Otnu today. I had a little bit of a, a little bit of a dilemma. I'm glad I started him. Work, working much better than me starting Sonny Gray, uh, and uh, and Wade LeBlanc yesterday. I, I fully expected to pull up the standings this morning and see that I fell like four places in the standings. Are <laughs> you I, still high I on the LeBlanc? I know you like LeBlanc what, like two months ago. Not still... as much. No, he's okay. he's not been not been that great for the last month. Remember when you wouldn't trade lasted. me, Domingo Herman? I I was actually just thinking about that. <laughs> That's all. I'll continue. <laughs> so sorry for Lopez at six scoreless innings with only three strikeouts. So more kind of the norm for him. How weird is that staff, Al? And even if you throw Michael Kopech in the mix, how hard to read that shit? Like Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, say Kopech is in there. That's just like that's like a ton of talent, and it's just so unpredictable. 
I don't know what to do. Like, what do you do next year with Lucas Giolito? Well, I mean, I don't think unless he's got some amazing finish, uh, I, I don't think he's going to be drafted next year. And that'd be crazy because he does have the potential to be really good. No, he absolutely does. I, I think uh, you know he could definitely be a post-hype guy, and uh, I think that Lopez, who's been better than Giolito, but I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of love in draft ne- drafts next year, but I think both of those guys could could break out. Because I wonder right, if, they, they both have a lot of talent. I wonder if Giolito's got like a messed up knee or something. Because, you know, if it was arm, you can't uh, go this long being this bad with, you know, my shoulder hurt me all season, I had twinges in my elbow, without something, you know, velocity-wise or whatever showing up, but... You know, for baseball, if your knee hurts all season long, you don't say anything, but it still kind of affects your, you know, your plants, your rotation, all that stuff. I'm so your accuracy, your location. It's maybe there's something there. It doesn't make sense. Maybe, or maybe, maybe it's just a Roy Halladay kind of thing where he just needs somebody to, you know, just help him tweak something, and and then he's totally dominant. Yeah, that could be it too. Could be that. Could could be an injury. I don't know. I don't could know. No, Nando. Uh, I, I, I do know something about the weather, thanks to uh, Roto Grinders and uh, their their weather forecast. And you might want to know this because uh, we've got uh, some night games. You might need to do a little tweaking to your your daily lineup. Uh, Philadelphia looks like there's maybe some chance for a delay there. Thirty four percent chance of precipitation uh, at first pitch going up. Same deal in uh, D.C. for Nationals Reds. Only a sixteen percent chance of game time, but going up. Uh, to 42% by 8 p.m. Eastern. So check on those two. Otherwise, looks pretty good. And uh, got a whole bunch of lineups out, Nando. I don't know how much uh, I'm going to be able to get to here, but I'll just do a quick scan. Uh, so we got uh, Reds Nationals, I just mentioned. Maley and Scherzer. Mason Williams getting a start, and he's been hitting well. You're a Mason Williams guy, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought, I thought you were just going to keep going through all the lineups. I don't know. That was a question. Yeah. I like Mason Williams a lot. We're in the middle of a little draft in my NL-only league where you can pick up five players after the trade deadline. Um, and I, I'm pushing for Mason. We don't need his numbers, and we have enough keepers for next year. But I'm still pushing for Mason Williams. I think he can he's, – he's like uh, Alfonso Soriano light. Like, he's not a 40-40 threat. But um, I could mm-hmm. see him doing like 20-25. And a 275 average, um, which I think is still worth something. It is definitely worth something. And also another guy you like, and a guy like uh, Magnura Sierra, starting again for the Marlins. Yes. Uh, that's going to be, uh, yep, uh, Pablo Lopez and Nick Pavetta. And I talked to, about Pablo Lopez on Wednesday's show with Mike Leone because I, 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 I thought he had a good matchup with the Braves, but then that game got rained out. But I just, I, Nando, I could not summon up the courage to say, I think Pablo's going to cruise against the Braves. <laughs> Why, well, Leone would have liked that. People from Buffalo you like think? puns. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't know if that, that uh, reference is too old for Mike Leone. I don't know how old he is. He's an old soul. Uh, I think he's like 25. No, he's 30. I think he's 30. I yeah. think. Well, one way or another, puns will find a way. <laughs> uh, we've got... Uh, there we go. I'm done with that now. <laughs> <laughs> Braves and Mets, Fulton Nemich and Vargas. Uh, Jeff McNeil getting another start, but that's becoming a regular thing. And also another start for Jose Reyes, who homered twice yesterday. He'll be at short, batting eighth uh, for the Braves. Not seeing anything there. And only one other one I've got in, 
is Yankees Red Sox Sabathia and Brian Johnson filling in for Chris Sale, Steve Pierce at first base. But again, it's the lefty CC Sabathia, so predictably no Mitch Moreland uh, for the Red Sox. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else. There is not. Okay. Nice work. With time to spare. Thank you very much. Quite, quite a bit. That's right. good. That gives us gives us time to uh, talk about Chase Anderson. Really wanted to talk about him on the show today, so I'm glad we're getting to this. Uh, I wrote a piece. I, you know, I do this thing for rotographs uh, once a week. Two good starts, two bad starts. Because I, you know, to, to me, like two two starts in a row that are a surprising result is when I start to like think about speculating, even though you can't really tell anything from two starts. But it's kind of like let's get ahead of the curve before we know how this this ends. And uh, so I wrote about Anderson after two bad starts, and he's been really good ever since. So uh, he uh, went uh, six innings against the Dodgers, and we talked about that game last night. He was the starter for the uh, for the for the Brewers. Gave up two runs in six innings with six Ks over his last seven combined. A two point eleven ERA, a twenty two percent strikeout rate, which isn't that great, but better than it had been. And uh, as I put in the, the rundown, Nando, Chase Anderson is living up to his name. Over those seven starts, he's got a 38% chase rate, which is incredible. It's not quite Zach Godley incredible, but it's close. And um, he's, that's just not been his MO ever to get a bunch of uh, swings on pitches outside of the zone. So I'm kind of excited now about Chase Anderson. <laughs> you sound like it. Um, you know, when stuff like this happens, I always go to take a look at the catchers. And maybe they did something different with it. Maybe he's got a different catcher. Um, usually it's not the case, but, you know, when all else fails, perhaps there's an answer that's, there. That's smart, though. I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't want to waste the end of the show by looking that up right now. But, you know, there's a homework for everyone listening. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he's, I, you know, it's so last year, I, I think early last year, was it, when he was just he was striking people out. Um, and that was not Chase Anderson at all. Like, he had been just a seven-point five-ish caper nine guy and he jumped up to like nine maybe even double digits and I think he settled down to about eight something by the time the season was over and this year he's back down to like 7.2 um, I think that's the real Chase Anderson strikeout wise like 7.5 to eight but um I'll, although I just want to point out dur- during the seven starts again strikeout rate hasn't been great but it's, it's brought that that 7.2 it's brought it up from where it was before so I actually think maybe he is settling in as more of like the I'm splitting hairs here, but I think he might be better than that is all I'm trying to say. Oh, so I, I think he's a good pitcher. I think maybe he's effectively having people chase to induce contact to keep his ERA and whip down, which I'm okay, I'm okay believing in that part of Chase Anderson, that he's maybe like a, at his best, like a 2.90 ERA and like a 1.11 whip just with a low strikeout rate. Um, I don't know. If I'm wrong, then I think maybe he's a 3.70 ERA and a 1.18 whip, uh, you know, 8.3, 8.5 K per nine. But I do think he's going to tend more toward low K, but the low ratios will come with it. Does he get his, his own uh, Rotoware t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have you gotten yours yet, Al? <laughs> I haven't, no. That's messed up. They can make a nice one. The uh, Rotoware Classics, they can make a nice one for you. All right. I, I got I to... Gotta... I got to get that on my to-do list. People tweet at RotoWare, have Ken Cashman make Al a shirt for this show. I'll buy one. Uh, so, Nando, was I right to go with Chase Anderson as living up to his name in the rundown, or should I have gone with 
are these the salad days for Cobb? <laughs> no, I like that one a lot more. <laughs> uh, okay, that was that was the original draft. <laughs> I switched it out. But Alex Cobb having not not as long of a run as Anderson, but his last four starts at two. 0.70 ERA with three quality starts, throwing a lot more change-ups, getting a lot more soft contact. Maybe those two things are related to each other. And, you know, topping it off with a really nice start against the Yankees. Al, he has had success in his career. Uh, I believe in Alex Cobb. I really, I mean, maybe the park messed him up a little bit early, but um, I think it's Alex. I think this is Alex Cobb that we know and love and we've been waiting for. Sean Angle so. gave I, me the I, two I, minutes. Just I got it, too. No, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> So I'll stop communicating that over air. <laughs> well, I knew you couldn't hear the music uh, before, Al. I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm sorry. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, no, Sean, Sean finds his ways to, uh, to get that to me. Uh, Tommy Malone, any thoughts? Uh, seven really nice innings against, uh, against the Mets. No, I feel like Tommy Malone comes back from the minors, uh, has like three great starts in a row, and then isn't very good after that. Um, and I like him. I root for him. But uh, I, think this is, I think that's... Tommy Malone's done that at least two times in his career. At least yep, I feel yep. like he does. No, I, I, I had the same feeling when I looked at that, looked at that line score. Um, pretty decent start for Syndergaard coming back. A very nice debut with the Cubs for Cole Hamels. Uh, stinky starts for Nick Kingham and Luke Weaver. Kingham might get sent back down to, to AAA. Uh, let's wind up here, probably with just this one hitter here. Trey Mancini, three for five. Uh, I should mention Glaber Torres hit home two home runs, so yay for Glaber. Uh, Mancini in that same game, three for five with his 14th home run. Just on Monday, I'm going to brag again, brag alert. I wrote about how uh, Mancini's a good buy low, especially for RBIs. And the Orioles have been the best offensive team since the All-Star break. I don't know if that's going to last, but do you believe in Trey Mancini? I do. He's a hitter. He's, he's, he can hit for average, and I think the power comes. I love Trey Mancini, Al. All right. Well, we can end on that note. Nando, best of luck to you in your post-FNTSY life. Uh, we'll all miss you, but hopefully we won't miss you on the show and we'll have you back. But anyways, best of luck, Nando. Thanks, Al. I'm going to try my best to keep the Nando Thursday traditions going here. Yes. All right. Well, stay tuned for that, folks. Have a great one, everybody. I will be back tomorrow. See you then. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network.